If you feel like you're not living your most authentic life, not leaning into your purpose, and not living the life that your future self would be extremely proud of, I've written a new book called The Greatness Mindset, and I think you're gonna love this. Through powerful stories, science-backed strategies, and step-by-step guidance, The Greatness Mindset will help you overcome all the different challenges in your life to design the life of your dreams and then turn it into your reality. Make sure to click the link in the description to get your copy today. So one of the key things I talk about in the book is mindset. Mm -hmm. is how our minds really play a role in our longevity. And if we don't get that straight, we're screwed. When people kill themselves by their thoughts. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks head to netsuite.com slash greatness netsuite.com slash greatness again head to netsuite.com slash greatness uh, you've got a book young forever the secrets to living your longest healthiest life i'm curious you've been studying this for a while now you've gone all over the world and studied this with people who've lived the longest you've been you know a doctor for many many years you've researched this stuff for a long time do you think it's possible to live in our 90s, in our 100s, fit, mentally sharp, healthy at that age still? A thousand percent. Really? I mean, here's my plan. I want to be 120, maybe 150. We'll see how it goes. Wow. 
I want to go for a hike in the mountains. I want to swim in a cool lake with my love. I want to go back to the cabin, make a beautiful dinner, have a glass of wine, make love, and just drift off into the Neverland. At 150. <laughs> yeah, why 120, not? 120, Actually, yes, because you know what we see as aging this country is really abnormal aging. Decrepitude, decline, frailty, disease, disability, loss of cognitive function, faculties. And those are abnormal things that happen. They don't have to happen. You know, I was in Sardinia and I met this guy, Pietro, who was 95 years old. And he had literally just stopped being a shepherd where he was hiking up and down the mountains five miles a day, herding his sheep for, I don't know, 80 years probably. And he was like straight up fit, strong, bellowing voice, super strong handshake, eyes clear. I'm like, man, you know, it's possible to be very vibrant if we know how to take care of ourselves. And what we've done in our culture is activate all of our disease systems and degradation and dysfunction. But we now know that we have an innate healing system and we can activate our healing system. When I was in medical school, I studied a book called The Pathologic Basis of Disease. Mm -hmm. We never had a book called The Scientific Basis of Wellness, <laughs> right? We never, we never took that class. But now we understand that the body has its innate mechanisms for repair and healing, rejuvenation, renewal that can be activated at any point in life. Okay, so what are the disease systems that most of us are turning on throughout the world? Well, so, so listen, we, we have uh, an extraordinarily sick society. You know, America was 4% of the population of the world now and uh, is 16% of the cases and deaths for COVID. Why? So four, wait, America is 4% of the population- In the world. Of the world. But we were 16% of the cases and deaths, four times what it should have been. And probably considering we have a great healthcare system, it should have been half of that, right? Why, why is that, you think? Yeah, well, well it's not a question. It's an, it, there's a clear answer. It's because we are a very sick population. So we were pre-inflamed. We were overweight as a society. 93.2% of us are metabolically unhealthy, meaning we have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, have had a heart attack or stroke, or are overweight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that means 6.8% of us are healthy. So when COVID hits that population, who is obese and pre-inflamed, who is chronically ill, which is also a disease of inflammation, who is elderly, which is also a disease of inflammation, the COVID takes over and just kind of wipes these people out. Mm. And, and so we, we are suffering from diseases of uh, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, dementia, all the things we see as people get older. And these are all entirely preventable. They just, they're relatively new. I mean, if you look back in the 150 years ago in all the hospital records in Mass General or the hospitals in Boston, Diabetes was almost non-existent right. as an admitting diagnosis. So there was a case of a heart attack. The entire you know, medical school, the residents, the doctors would all come around to see this rare case. It's like if somebody had like schistosomiasis today in a hospital, really? they'd come in and everyone, what is this disease? You know, Yeah, for sure. It was so unusual. So uh, we now have a, a society where six in 10 of us have chronic disease, where four in 10 have more than one, where if you're over 65, you know, 80% have, have a chronic disease. And and probably even more when you look at things a little more subtly about this function that happens. So what we see as aging today is something that uh, it gives us an impression that it's bad to get older because mm. you're going to become disabled, decrepit, dysfunctional, frail. But that's a model that is now being challenged by wow. researchers in longevity and who are proposing that we may be able to even create something called longevity escape velocity, meaning we can escape death. 
by advancing science that will keep us living longer and longer each year we're alive. Really? Now, I'm not sure I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to live to be a thousand, but I do think that it, it is pushing the boundaries of what we thought is possible. And we know in animal models, we've been able to extend life by a third, right? So if we, if we do certain interventions, we can take animals and make them live a third longer, which means for humans, you'd live to be 120. Mm. So we've had women uh, who lived to be very old, like uh, Madame Clamant, who lived to be 122 years old, who was a French woman who was documented legitimately to be 122 years That's old. It's incredible. It's incredible. And she was a, a wine-drinking, smoking chocoholic. <laughs> but I wouldn't follow her longevity <laughs> plan. <laughs> she had other things going for her to go against yeah. that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so, so that was an anomaly. But there are um, cases of, of very vital, healthy people. And I traveled through the blue zones around the world where people live to be well over 100. I had, I, I had I saw this couple that had a combined age of 210. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How long were they married together? Well, that's <laughs> too long according to that, maybe. <laughs> maybe like 100 years, I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, 90 years or something. It's really wild, right? That's so, incredible. So we, we see these, these pockets and we've learned a lot from them about how to activate our longevity pathways. And they, they have a society and a culture that by default does it. Mm. We, we don't have it. We have a default society that makes us sick and overweight and, and creates early death. What, are the, what would you say are the three to five main causes of our society that causes us to get overweight and get sick yeah. easily? I mean, hands down, it's the food. You know, we mm. are eating a diet, a toxic diet that is unlike anything we've eaten in human history. It's 60% of our calories are ultra processed food, which means they're made from uh, basically food-like substances that are from soy, corn, and wheat and other additives and ingredients and fillers and colors and dyes and thickeners that are highly toxic to our systems uh, and they're inordinately high in sugar and starch. We've talked about this, but we eat about a pound a day of sugar and starch per person per day in America, flour, sugar, and that's average. So people right. are having a lot more. And it's just physiologically not something we evolved with. We used to eat 22 teaspoons a year as hunter-gatherers if we were lucky to find a beehive or a berry patch. Now we have that every day on average. And kids have like 34, which is like two and a half soda, like large sodas a day. Right. So that, that's what's driving a lot of this. And that drives this phenomenon called insulin resistance, which is at the heart of the aging process. And that insulin resistance causes mm. inflammation and all the age-related diseases. So what is insulin for those who don't know what that is? So insulin is you know, what your pancreas makes in order to drop your blood sugar and keep your blood sugar balanced. So we, we all know type 1 diabetics need to take insulin shots. But type 2 diabetics... I mean, by the way, there's, I think, been a 400% increase in type 2 diabetes in kids in the last 30 years, which is frightening to me. But they used to call it adult onset diabetes, and they had to change the name because little kids were getting it. Wow. You know, 15-year-olds are now getting liver transplants because of fatty liver from drinking too much soda. I mean, it's really scary stuff. Wow. So, so insulin is important to keep your blood sugar in balance, but if you eat too much starch and sugar, your body pumps out more and more insulin. And then just like the boy who cried wolf, your cells don't pay attention anymore. You get resistant to the effects of insulin. And then you need more insulin. And that you know, causes the deposition of belly fat. And mm. belly fat is this dangerous fat around your organs that is not just holding up your pants, but it's, it's a whole organ itself. It's producing hormones and inflammatory molecules and neurotransmitters that are regulating your appetite. So it makes you really sick. And it's mm. the central driver of all these age-related diseases. So that's a huge factor. There are other factors like toxins, our sedentary lifestyle, chronic stress, our sleep disruption. These are all things that are activating our disease systems, not our healing systems. But so the food is the main thing. Food is the, for sure the main thing. Because, you know, think about it. You eat pounds of this stuff every day. And it's not just calories, it's information. 
So the molecules in the food make a difference. So in, in Icaria, for example, one of the blue zones in Greece, they, they eat tons of wild food, wild greens. They have summer greens, winter mm. greens, wild mushrooms. Every day they have wild sage tea because it's just free and cheap, right? They're poor over there. Right, so right, right. they all go out in the backyard and they pull this in. And it's like, turns out I looked it up and it's full of catechins, which are these compounds in green tea. They make green tea such a longevity compound, an antioxidant compound, an anti-inflammatory mm. compound. So we, we really have this amazing carnucopia of drugs all around us in our plant chem chemicals mm -hmm. that we don't consume very often. Sure. I mean, yeah, I think, I think what, 2% of the Americans um, or, or eat the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. Sure, <laughs> sure. Bad. What would you say the, the five main in ingredients or foods to support longevity? Whether it be like a... You well, know, this is great. It's a great question. Right, so, so what should we be eating, right? Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be eating ultra-processed food. Uh, we shouldn't be eating too much starch and sugar. We shouldn't be eating refined oils. We shouldn't be eating additives and chemicals. We eat about five pounds of additives per person a year. We shouldn't be eating pesticides, herbicides, all that crap. So that's just a given. But what should we be eating? Well, start out with the most important things for longevity, which are these phytochemicals in plant foods. So the majority of your diet by volume should be colorful fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. and weird stuff if you can. You know, eat dandelion greens, eat seaweed, eat all this weird stuff because that's where all the medicine is. Mm -hmm. So the more colorful it is, the more heirloom it is, the more regenerative it is, the more organic it is, the more wild it is, the better it is. So if you had a wild strawberry, it's about the size of a, you know, a, a peanut, but it tastes like an explosion of flavor mm -hmm. if you ever ate a summer wild strawberry. Sure, sure. But you can go to the supermarket and buy these giant strawberries that look great, but they put it in your mouth, it's like, mm, I think it's a strawberry. It's so, <laughs> you know, like it's an like, apple. Yeah, they're going to have an apple, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's not very tasty because sure. the, the phytochemicals aren't there. Uh -huh. So we know that uh, you want to include a rich array of these phytochemicals. And the special ones for longevity are things like fisetin that's in strawberries. From pomegranate, you can produce urolithin A, which includes your mitochondrial function. So you can have green tea, which is epiglactic and gallate compounds, which I talked about in the sage. You can have uh, um, resveratrol, which is in red grape skin, skins. Mm -hmm. there's, a lot, there's a lot of plant compounds that you can start to include. Curcumin, which is a powerful anti-inflammatory. So you can, you can have a wonderful time having a delicious yeah. diet. And then, and then um, mushrooms. They're not really a vegetable. They're their own category. And mushrooms have an incredible array of, uh, of compounds, these polysaccharides, that turn out our immune-modulating, anti-cancer, adaptogenic. And so we need to be including a lot more good mushrooms. And okay. you can take mushrooms as supplements, but you can also eat a lot more of the good mushrooms. Uh, also, garlic and onions are really important mm. for sulfur and the broccoli family specifically because they upregulate glutathione, which is important for detox. Um, so you really want to have a wide array of these, these mm. medicines in these plant foods. The second thing you want to do is eat the right fats. Uh, so omega-3 fats are key. Olive oil is key. Uh, those are real longevity foods. And then protein, and this is where that gets sticky for people in terms of controversy, because a lot of longevity researchers are saying, well, we shouldn't eat protein because it activates this pathway that inhibits the body's own ability to clean itself, called autophagy. Autophagy means self-cleaning, self-cannibalism. It's like a Pac-Man that runs yeah. around cleaning up old cells. And you know, we've, we've all heard about now time-restricted eating, intermittent fasting, and all these things, ketogenic diets. Well, they, they activate this process, which is built in. It's a built-in recycling, repair, and regeneration renewal and longevity pathway. Now, when we eat all the time, we, we inhibit that pathway. Right. So it's like, it's like making food in your kitchen for a month and never washing the dishes, right? It's going to be a mess. <laughs> so that's what, you don't want that to happen. You want sure. the cleaning crew to come in every night and clean up. Uh -huh. And so that's what we have to have. Uh, but 
if you eat protein all the time, that pathway is inhibited. I mean, that's, uh, it, that pathway is stimulated, so you can't actually get the, the autophagy to happen, the cleanup to happen. Mm. So the key is you want to inhibit this pathway called mTOR, uh, which I can talk about. mTOR is this really amazing kind of key longevity switch. I call it a longevity switch that is um, inhibited by fasting. It's inhibited by certain plant compounds. Mm -hmm. It can be inhibited by drugs like rapamycin. And so uh, this is being looked at as a key strategy for enhancing longevity. In animal models, it can extend life again by a third by inhibiting this pathway. But it's stimulated by protein and by sugar. So many longevity researchers say, well, no, you shouldn't have protein. But, well, the other part of longevity is muscle. You need the muscle. Right. You so need grip strength, you need muscle, you need to be able yeah, to get yourself off the ground if exactly. you fall, like all these things, so right? Muscle is the currency. You need bone density, right? For like, sure. So, you, you know, muscle is the currency of aging and longevity. And what happens as we age is we lose muscle. So we can be the same weight as we were at 25, at 70, but be twice as fat, like a ribeye instead of a filet mignon. Yeah, that's right? not good. And that marbled muscle filled with fat doesn't work right. And it causes inflammation and aging and diabetes and heart disease and cancer and dementia and all this stuff is coming mm -hmm. from this. Plus, you can't get up out of a chair and do the normal things you want to do. I mean, most of the reason people end up in nursing homes is because they can't do their daily functions. They can't tie their shoes. They can't get out of bed. They're kind of weak. You know, they can't get out of a chair. It's not because they're sick. So sarcopenia is real. So you have to figure out the balance between building muscle and having the cleaning and repair crew come in at night. Mm. So you want to have at least a 12 to 14, even 16 hour overnight fast. We used to call it breakfast. Sure, right? sure. If you eat dinner at six and you eat breakfast at six in the morning, that's a 12 hour fast. Uh -huh. But we just keep eating all night and sure. then we get up, eat in the morning. So we really gotta give yourself a body a break to do the cleaning. And then you wanna load protein in at the right times, like when you wake up and have done this overnight fast, you know, a good dose of protein, like 30, 40, 50 grams, to activate muscle synthesis. Mm -hmm. And you need the right quality protein. Now this is where it's controversial because a lot of people are saying be vegan because it's gonna save you and save the planet. But the truth is that plant proteins are low in leucine, which is a really important amino acid that's needed to turn on muscle. So if you wanna turn on the switch to build muscle, you gotta have the right amounts of this. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the rate limiting step. Right. But plant proteins, you don't have that much. So you can eat six cups of brown rice, but no one's gonna do that. <laughs> you know, you have a four ounce piece of chicken, people can eat that. Yeah. So you so wanna have a balance of protein and fasting is what I'm hearing you say, yes. right? So, so time, so the, time to... on and time off. So yeah. it's, uh, it's like that Goldilocks, right? You want the, the demolition crew and the construction crew, uh -huh. right? And so that's the beauty. So the, the, you don't wanna stop protein synthesis because it's essential for life. And if you start to lose muscle, that's when you start to become frail and disabled. So mm -hmm. I think it, it, I write a lot about this in the book. It's not my opinion. This is a group of protein experts from around the world who got together and wrote this paper, surveying all the literature in the world, looking at this and what we should be doing. And it was called the Protage Study. What's it called? P-R-O-T-A-G-E study. It's in the book. And essentially it, it, it says, look, as you get older, we need more protein, not less. And as we, you get older, we need more, more protein. protein. Yeah, because, because the body, it's harder to keep the protein. That's right. It's harder to keep the muscle, right? Right, so there's a phenomenon called anabolic resistance, where anabolic means to build, to build muscle. Like, so we wanna build muscle, but there's resistance of the muscles to build more muscle. So you need more exercise and more protein. So key is to eat a good dose of protein about an hour or two after a workout. Mm -hmm. That's the best way. 
and then you can add some things to it like creatine or other things. Now, if you're a vegan, you can also add amino acids. You can add, you can eat your plant proteins, but then you need to add amino acids. And I've seen these, you know, really jacked up bodybuilders who are vegan. I'm like, well, how do you do that? It's like, oh, we like eat, you know, so much plant protein shakes, these highly processed pulverized things mm -hmm. that are jacked up with all sorts of amino acids. It's cheating a little bit. Sure, sure. So you can't really get it directly from the plants. Food. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just the science. I'm, I'm not making this up. I wish mm -hmm. it was different. I mean, I, I was a vegetarian vegan for 10 years. And I have a picture of me when I was 40 and 63. I'll show you the difference. You won't believe it. It's really? Like, yeah, it's, it's, you can post it on the... We'll post it up, yeah, <laughs> But yeah. it's like, it's like, what? Who's who? Because it's like, I look like uh, so jacked up at 62 compared to 40. Come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it's what are you doing differently at 60? I just changed my diet. It's, and I did a little bit of band resistance training. You know, I was always training, doing yeah. yoga, running, biking. Mm -hmm. I thought that's enough. But then I started doing a little bit resistance training. I started doing this strategy of, you know, this time-restricted eating and then, and then adding a bunch of protein after my workouts. Mm -hmm. And it just, and it worked. Now, what is, what's you this? You want to see? Let's see it. Yeah, yeah, I do want to see. Okay, I'll show you. You have to send it to me while I well, I'll send it to you. It's like yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty wild. Like I can't even quite believe it. Now, you know? will the same strategy be at sixty in your sixties as in your eighties? Yeah, I think you know the the possibility of staying young longer is is amazing. The, the research has shown that that if you take even sixty years old, they can perform at the level of thirty year olds if they're trained right. Wow. So you don't have to lose that much function. And there's an amazing uh, study on the Tarahumar Indians. The Tarahumar Indians live in Mexico, mm -hmm. and they were really very um here's here's the picture by the way oh my gosh <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah so the Tarahumar indians wow. uh, yeah we'll put it up on the screen had this see. belief that if you were older you were a better runner these were runners they would run 100 miles a day right they would just do these ultra marathons before there was anything like that they would run from village to village mountain to mountain and so they went down from harvard and they tested these people and this is the power of mindset right and the beliefs and what that does. And so they believe that as you got older, you got better. Oh, so the 20-year-olds cool. are good, the 40-year-olds are better, and the 60-year-olds were better by every objective metric. Their pulmonary function test, their VO2 max, their, all their performance metrics that were objective, not just how fast they could run, but all the objective measures of fitness were better mm. than the 20-year-olds, which is unbelievable, right? Wow, it was, what do they do? What do they do differently? They, I, you know what, it's a great question. I just think they had this belief and they train themselves. It's incredible. It's really quite incredible. Oh, it's incredible. Thrive Market is my new favorite place to get my groceries. Not only does it make it a million times easier to order the things I need straight from my couch, rather than going on a scavenger hunt in the grocery store, but there are always amazing deals. And I've saved over 30% on my orders because I bought through Thrive Market instead of buying at my local grocery store. It's crazy. They also have a daily deals page that gives cash back on so many brands and a price match guarantee. And I love how easy it is to find the things that I need. Thrive Market's website makes it really simple to filter exactly what you're looking for, whether it's gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials. You can curate your own shopping experience with the click of a button. I've also started using Thrive Market to order snacks for my team at the office. We just expanded into a bigger workspace with more team members working from our headquarters now, and we're all mindful about what we eat. So Thrive Market provides the perfect healthy snacking options for our space. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash SOG for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T H R I V E 
thrivemarket.com slash SOG, thrivemarket.com slash SOG. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, I want to I complete this five foods to for longevity. We talked about more colorful uh, vegetables and phytochemicals. Yeah, phytochemicals. Then we talked about the right fats. Um, I think you said protein was the next thing. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and I, I think I think the the other the other thing is to understand how to eat for your microbiome mm -hmm. because we we didn't get into this yet, but there's a phenomenon called the hallmarks of aging, which are these underlying things that go wrong as we age, and these are phenomena that seem to underlie all disease. So the idea is if you if you treat these things or if you correct these problems called the hallmarks of aging, that it will dramatically extend life. So mm. if we if we cured all the cancer and heart disease from the planet, how many years extra do you think we'd live? Um, probably an extra ten. I don't know. Mm. Three to five. Three to five. Okay. Maybe push it seven. Okay. If you address the hallmarks, we'd go to 120 or 150. So, so if we eliminate diseases, the number one and two killers in the world, we got rid of them. It's only going to give us a few extra really? years of life. Yeah. Wow. What are the other hallmarks then? Well, the, so the other hallmarks are. Really, well, driven around, uh, well, around these ten. I call it ten things. One of them is the microbiome, and we'll get back to how to take care of your microbiome. But I'll just sort of list the hallmarks, and then we can come back to how to eat for your microbiome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the first, the first thing is that happens is you get damage to your DNA. So there's, every day there's little insults, toxins, the bad diet we're eating, whatever it is, stress, causing a little death by a thousand cuts. But thank God you have a repair system. 
you know, you have a DNA repair system that goes out on a mission and starts to fix all the damages. Now, over time, you, you, you may have 99.9% fixing, but then there's that 1.1% that keeps getting worse over time. So that's one thing. Second is we get damage to our telomeres, which are your little, these little things at the end of our chromosomes that keep them safe and intact, and they shorten as we get older, and if they're too short, the cells stop replicating mm -hmm. and you die. Uh, then there's epigenetic changes, and epi epigenetics are really important because it helps us distinguish between our chronological age and our biological age. So how, our chronological age is how long we're alive. I was born in mm -hmm. 1959. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I just can't. I'm 63 on the calendar, and I can't do anything about that. But my biological age yeah. is how old I am on the inside. So how do we reverse the, biolog uh, the biological age while we continue to age That's the plan. So I did, I did my biological age and I at 62 and I was 43. Wow. So biologically I'm 43, I'm going for 25, but I'm chronologically 62. That's so crazy. We can, get, we can get biologically younger as we get chronologically older. And studies have found even in eight weeks with a in high intensity dietary interventions and lifestyle stuff, you can reverse biological age in eight weeks by three years. That's incredible. What's the biggest gap that has been recorded, do you know, in terms of chronological and biological? Well, this is really new because we, we really only started measuring the epigenetic ages through a biological clock over the last couple of years. Oh, my gosh. Because this is really new science. So now we have a metric to determine interventions and how they work on affecting your biological age. Because before you say, well, eat better, exercise, take this vitamin, okay, whatever, take this drug. How do we measure how it's really affecting you in your biological clock. Mm -hmm. Well, now we have metrics. How do we measure that? So it's measured by, by taking a blood sample uh -huh. and looking at the epigenome, which is basically means above your genes. Your genes are fixed. You've got 20,000 genes. They're like the keyboard on a piano. There's 88 keys. You can't do anything about that. But the epigenome is like a piano player. You know, mm -hmm. the piano player can play jazz, rock, classical, Mozart, you know, reggae, whatever that. You want blues, ragtime, all on the same piano. So that's the epigenome, is the piano player. Mm -hmm. And what determines which songs get played in your book of life, in your song book of life, is everything washing over your genes throughout your life. Your thoughts, your relationships, what you eat, your exercise, sleep, mm -hmm. how you handle stress, environmental yeah. toxins, your microbiome, literally everything is washing over the genes constantly and regulating the epigenome. So by living a healthy lifestyle, by doing some of the things we're going to talk about around how do we sort of hack longevity, we can actually improve the expression of our epigenome and reverse our biological clock. Mm. So that's one of the hallmarks of aging. The epigenetic degradation happens as we get older, okay. but we can fix that. And then there's damage to proteins. So you have proteins that are the communication systems in your body. And it's like, you know, having kind of a scratched uh, CD or I don't know mm. if anybody knows what a sure, CD sure. is anymore. <laughs> a record. Yeah, yeah. It's a record. <laughs> and it's just these proteins get misfolded or misshapen. They don't work right. And, and so you have this damaged protein. So we have to fix that. And then there's uh, problems with stem cells. Stem cells get tired. Mm -hmm. They don't produce as well. You can't rejuvenate your body as well. So they get what we call stem cell exhaustion. And then there's these horrible things that happen called zombie cells. Zombie cells are called senescent cells. Senescence means aging. So basically these cells uh, are supposed to die, but they don't die. And they just continue to um, spew out nasty chemicals, uh, inflammatory chemicals, and produce inflammation. And that's another one of the hallmarks of aging is inflammaging. Is, inflammaging. Is inflammaging, right? Everything that happens as you get older connects to inflammation. Mm. So inflammation is kind of the disease of aging. And it's why so many people were susceptible to COVID because we really 
we're all pre-inflamed. And then the COVID hit, it's like gasoline on a fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have inflammation as a uh, hallmark of aging. And then, and then we have uh, mitochondrial changes. Mitochondria are the energy factories in your cells or in your muscle. They're in every organ, every cell. And our mitochondria poop out. That's why you see like a two-year-old running around like a jackrabbit and someone who's 90 kind of moving kind of slow because their mitochondria are not working right. But those are things we can regenerate, repair, mm, renew, that's good. recreate. We can build through like the protein and the exercise and various supplements and foods all help rejuvenate mitochondria. Right. And then there's a, another uh, group, which is uh, of, of, of uh, hallmarks. It's really one class, but it's called deregulated nutrient sensing. And, th- and that's a big mumbo jumbo of words, but it basically means how your body senses food. And that screws up as we get older. And there's basically... This is really the crux of a lot of the interventions around longevity is how do we properly activate these nutrient sensing pathways to enhance our health and, and extend our life versus mm, the opposite. Right. So your body's constantly picking up signals from the food you're eating, right? Proteins, fats, sugars, all that. And these four pathways are influenced by what you're eating. We talked about one of them, mTOR. So that detects uh, too much of protein or sugar. Mm-hmm. And then that can be yeah. important. And, and, if, and if that's overstimulated, your body's going to age faster. If it's inhibited periodically, right? So, like fasting is good, but if you fast all the time, you're going to die of starvation. Right, right, right. right? right? Cold plunges are great. Uh-huh. And I know you did Wim Hof's yeah, thing. Yeah. But if you're, there for, for, if you're in there for two hours, you might. Yeah, if you're in there for like three days, you're going to die, <laughs> right? So like you can, there's a, there's a Goldilocks dose, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's really important to remember. So there's mTOR. There's also something called insulin signaling pathways. So mm-hmm. insulin uh, signaling is really important to regulate your blood sugar. But if you're constantly eating starch and sugar, it's like an avalanche of starch and sugar that overactivates this pathway and drives cancer, heart disease, dementia, disease, inflammation, mm-hmm. mitochondrial damage, DNA damage, all the things that we don't want to happen. All the epigenetic changes that we see, all the hallmarks of aging are all driven by these pathways. Nice. And then there's two other pathways. They detect... Um, insulin signaling and mTOR detect too much of stuff, right? Too much sugar and protein. And then the other two pathways, sirtuin pathways and AMPK, are important for sensing lack or scarcity. That turns them on. So sirtuins are really amazing because they get activated and they send out like an army of repair, uh, a repair team throughout your body to repair all your DNA, to make new mitochondria, to shut off inflammation, to improve insulin sensitivity, to do all kinds of great things, to increase your antioxidant systems. And that's activated by resveratrol. We might have heard yes. about you know, the, the work of David Sinclair and how red wine, red, you know, resveratrol, resveratrol might extend life. Well, it did. In these mice, it's extended by a third. But it was the equivalent of 1,500 bottles of red wine. Right. So you don't want to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so they were the getting alcohol is not highly as constant. Good. No, no, the, the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> 1,500 bottles of red wine, you'd be dead. Uh, so, so basically, it's, you can activate these pathways. But NAD, people have heard of NAD and NAD shots and eye drips, and that works on their sirtuin pathways. So this is how this works. You might have heard about metformin as a drug for longevity. That works on AMPK to help improve insulin sensitivity. So there's other ways to activate that through plant compounds mm-hmm. and through exercise and all sorts of things. So we don't really need the drugs. I, I'm not a big fan of metformin. We can talk more about that if you want. But um, I don't know if I got to all 10, but I think those are right. the 10 hallmarks of aging. And the last one is the microbiome. And the, the microbiome is really important. And it's not on the classic list of hallmarks of aging. I added it. But when you look at the literature, it's really clear that as we age, our microbiome degrades. We get what we call dysbiosis, imbalances in our gut bacteria. 
And those gut bacteria become toxic and inflammatory. So part of the diet you have to have is to take care of your inner garden. Mm -hmm. You need pre and probiotic foods and polyphenols. So prebiotic foods are things like, you know, asparagus, artichokes, Jerusalem artichokes, jicama, uh, plantains. These are foods that feed the good bacteria, right? And then there's probiotic foods, sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, tempeh, these ancient foods that have been around forever that are fermented foods that are prebiotic foods. I grew up on pickles, I'm Jewish, I didn't even know that was a probiotic food. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there's polyphenols, and this is an incredible discovery, that there are certain compounds in plants that your gut bacteria love. So you're not only eating for yourself, you're eating for the trillions of microbes mm -hmm. that almost outnumber your cells in your gut. Right. And those microbes, when they're bad, cause inflammation and disease and diabetes and cancer and everything else. But when they're good, they regulate inflammation, they help you stay healthy. It's super important to feed them right. So you have to learn how to tend your inner garden. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of ones that are really important, like green tea, pomegranate, cranberry. Um, and, and pomegranate's an interesting one. I talk about this in the book. Most people have pretty crappy microbiomes, uh, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> and the... The truth is that you, you've lost a lot of important species that you need to work with your diet to make good stuff. So if you eat pomegranate, it has a compound in it that gets converted by good gut bacteria to something called urolithin A. Now urolithin A you might not have heard about, but you will. It's really amazing and there's millions of dollars of research on this compound that is derived from pomegranate being metabolized by your gut bacteria and producing this compound. But you could also make it and give it externally. And, and in, in studies, they found that without exercise, it increases fitness level through VO2 max, increases muscle strength, and increases uh, mitochondrial wow. uh, cleanup or a mitochondrial autophagy. Without exercise. Without exercise, and also increases uh, mitochondrial renewal and, re and biogenesis to make new mitochondria. So basically, you're taking, think about it, you're taking this like pomegranate, your gut's metabolizing it, you create this magical longevity hmm. compound, and that's just one example, wow. right? So we need to feed our gut bacteria with lots of these colorful vegetables. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So eat for your microbiome is something you said to come back to. Is that what we're talking about here? We just did. And then what would be the fifth thing to add to this? I think, I think you know, the- Five uh, main things, foods for longevity. Yeah. I think, you know, um, I probably would say it would be uh, eating with joy. You know, because I love that. I think I think people get so screwed up about food and get so obsessive and so uh, rigid about it that you know part of the key is celebration, enjoyment. Mm. You know, it's my birthday soon. I'm having a crew over. We're having a friend's Thanksgiving. You know, it's going to be yummy and delicious. We're probably going to overeat. There's definitely going to be some pecan pie. <laughs> oh man, you know, that's incredible. <laughs> so that's okay. So it shouldn't be too rigid. But I think the key of community and eating with joy and eating with pleasure and savoring your food and it's really, really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, enjoying it. Yeah, not being so stressed and overwhelmed about it. For sure, and also eating in celebration with joy, like with community, with in friends. In celebration with joy, with people. Yeah. yeah. What was the things that you saw when you went to these blue zones? that they did that maybe you weren't even thinking they would do? Like what were the surprising things they did? Or well, the unsurprising things they yeah, did? Yeah, I mean, well, there were a few things I saw that were kind of striking to me that made sense. But one was that in Korea, which was one of the Greek blue zones, they eat so much wild food. So they had wild greens, summer greens, winter greens, they had wild mushrooms, they had wild sage tea, they had wild fish, they had so much wild food in their diet. Mm. And, it, and we know that wild foods are much more nutrient dense 
Why? Because they're stressed. And stressed plants make more protective compounds. Those protective compounds are called phytochemicals. They give the color and the richness and the flavor. Mm -hmm. What people don't understand is the more flavorful a food is naturally, the more phytochemicals it has. Interesting. You know, if you go to your garden at the end of August and pick a cherry tomato that's ripened in the hot sun that explodes in your mouth like the most incredible flavor. But if you go to a store-bought tomato and you cut it, it's like cardboard, tasteless. What's the difference? It's the phytochemicals. So flavor always follows the phytochemical richness of a food. So, so not the stuff you put on it or sauces or salt or fat or sugar to make it taste better, which food industry right. does, but just the natural flavor. Interesting. So, so you know, the more flavorful a food is, the better it is. So mm. uh, it's, it, wild, they eat a lot of wild food and it's so flavorful. Uh, the other thing that was uh, interesting was that shepherds, um, you know, had this culture of, of going and knowing exactly which plants to feed their animals at which time of year mm. to graze them. So it would shepherd them and they'd eat all these wild plants, but they knew if they, this, was, this herb was coming in at this time of year, they'd go eat this herb. And if this plant was coming in this time of year, they'd go eat that thing. I'm like, why are you doing that? Because we know because the meat and the milk taste better when we, wow. when we, yeah, and so it, it kind of, you know, they were not doing it because it, it was better for them or because it was for longevity or because- it Tastes better. Right, the cheese, yeah, it tastes better. So it, it turns out that we know now that phytochemicals are not just in plants. And phyto means plant, right? They're not just in plants, they're also in animals. Mm. So the work of Fred Provenza and Stephen Bambolette from Duke have clearly shown that when Animals are eating a wide array of wild plants or a wide array of you know, you know, planted grasses and flowers and different things. They will seek out medicine in the food. So they will literally go and eat major like you know, calorie crops, let's say, but then they'll go and sample from like 100 different plants to get their medicines. Mm. And so these, these wild animals, these wild plants are being eaten and the phytochemicals are accumulating in the meat and the milk of these animals. So studies have shown, for example, that you can have as high levels of the catechins in green tea in goat milk that's from goats eating certain wild really? plants. Yeah. So it's mind-blowing. And there may be ways that even these get transmuted. So eating regeneratively raised meat. I went to a restaurant here in L.A. Uh, last night called Matu where they have regeneratively raised meat. It was amazing. It was amazing. Now, it wasn't as like fatty and like kind of like marble, like corn-fed meat. But it was delicious, and it was tasty and yummy and amazing. What and was this place called? Matu, M-A-T-U. I'll have to check it out. Really good. It's Beverly Hills. And it's, you'd love it. It's yeah, so yeah. good. And, and, you know, you can eat that and know you're eating from an animal that's been well taken care of, that's living out in its natural habitat, that's regenerating the environment, that's restoring the ecosystems, increasing biodiversity, conserving mm. water in the soils, that's reducing climate change, that's producing more nutrient-dense food that is rich in phytochemicals wow. and good fats and more antioxidants and more minerals and just pretty much everything. So That's incredible. So that, that was a sort of a, uh, I think a key to part of their longevity was they lived on this stuff. You know, they, they basically were shepherds and goats and sheep were their livelihood. What was about their relationships? Yeah. How, how did that play in? Did they have certain well, types of relationships with family members? Did they have intimate relationships? Were they married for long periods of time? Did they have... Yeah, I mean, ten one, wives. You know what was the whole? I don't know, one, what was one, the couple I, one couple I saw had a, 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 a collective age of two hundred and ten. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I think you know being married is is definitely a key to longevity for really? men. Uh, for women, not always. Depends on if they're happy or not. 
<laughs> oh, man. So I, I think having a happy, healthy relationship is such a key part of longevity. And they were, they were very much in, in the realm of community. And it wasn't just like this isolated relationship. They were embedded in a, in a context of a community that was totally supportive, that celebrated together, that played together, that worked together, that, you know, harvested together, that shared sheep together, that, you know, made cheese together. They were just doing stuff together as part of the, uh, the way of life. Mm. And so, and they would just stop and talk and hang out and like chill. And it was like, there was, they were, nobody was like, Starting a company or, you know, nobody was like, you know, getting ahead in social media for likes and followers. I mean, they were just, they were just living life. They weren't striving or trying to get anywhere. They were just being. Interesting. And so they, they, their culture was, was all about the power of these incredible moments where you share with people you love and care about and celebrate life and enjoy life mm. and talk. And we, we, were, we were driving out of this one town in Sardinia because I had these two guys who were really great and they were local Sardinians. And this, this car like stops in front of us and like blocks us. And the, this old guy gets out, he walks over this stone wall and he's like waves us to come over. And I was like, what's going on here? And he just waved us over, he wanted to talk. You saw us in the car behind, he's like, he just wanted to talk. So That's we it. sat in the stone wall for like an hour or so and chit-chatted about life and about his life. And he was karma and he was 85 years old and super vibrant, fit guy. And uh, he started telling us about his life and how, you know, there was a mudslide that destroyed the village he grew up in, which they moved the town a little bit higher on the mountain. Mm -hmm. But he still had his farm on that old area, his old, his old family land. So he took us down. He had like six sheep and he had a pig and he had some chickens and he had orchards and he had a whole garden where he grew eggplants and peppers and tomatoes and zucchini and herbs and spices. And it was amazing. And he, he literally took care of this entire property by himself at 85 years old. I mean, I, would, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> and then I'm chasing this guy up this hill after his sheep, and I'm like, wow, I can't keep up with this guy. <laughs> and he's 85 years old. When you want the best, you have to act quickly, or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game, or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. And, and so he was super vibrant, uh, mentally sharp. You know, he's, he, you know, he lived with his, his family, uh, and, and they, just, they just had this incredibly deep culture. There wasn't nursing homes. I mean, mm. well, Julia, who was uh, 103 months, you know, like, she, like I say, I'm, 100 and, I'm five and three quarters. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm 103 months. <laughs> and she was like, you know, uh, didn't have kids and lived with her niece and nephew who loved her uh-huh. and took care of her. I and mean, she was still working. She was still working, making all this stuff for weddings, all the little tablecloths and doilies and embroidery stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know how, about, how to do that. Sure. But she was making all this stuff and she was just so bright and still was walking around every day and taking her walks and hanging out with everybody and her friends. And it was really amazing to see wow. this culture where you know, people were not ostracized or excluded, but you know, they were included in life. And it doesn't sound like they're hustling for no. something. They're working hard to maintain their life, like their home, their farm, mm. their land, their, whatever they have, maybe their small business, mm. but they're not hustling for something greater. Is that right? Yeah, no. Why, why can you live long and still- Hustle? <laughs> hustle or just want more, want to build something greater in your life? I think life. you can. I think, I think it's really about you know, what happens on the inside because yeah. you know, one of the biggest uh, things that regulates your epigenome is your mind. So your, your biggest pharmacy in your body is between your mm. ears. It's the most powerful pharmacy in the world. Wow. And you can activate it for good or bad. So when we are having thoughts that are, uh, you know, stressful thoughts, when we're in toxic relationships, when we're worried or anxious, when we aren't in you know, harmony with ourselves, it activates all these really nasty pathways that drive inflammation and harm your mitochondria and destroy. I mean, your microbiome is listening in on your thoughts, wow. is eavesdropping. So those bugs don't like it when you are not happy. Really? Yeah. What, <laughs> what is the process of that from an idea, a thought, into the mitochondria? How does that transfer into a healthy uh, information, into a physical manifestation versus unhealthy information, data, and a thought into physical well, well, unhealthy? So what, what's the biochemistry of it? Well, well for example, um, if you're stressed, you're producing cortisol and adrenaline and all these other hormones and proteins that then will trigger a whole cascade of downstream effects that activate uh, transcription factors, that, that transcription factors mm. that turn on genes that cause inflammation and all these other problems. So you're basically you know, creating inflammatory thoughts are creating inflammation in your body, literally. And, Isn't that crazy? And you have receptors on your like immune cells, for example, for neurotransmitters. So if, if you're stressed, your immune system is eavesdropping on your thoughts. Wow. That's why if you're stressed, you are more likely to have an infection or get sick or have other bad health consequences. Why do you think it is that our body is built this way that a thought can either make us feel and physically transform into joy and health mm. or feel sick and then become sick? Why do you think our body... Why, from an evolutionary point of view? Is, why do, do you we, think that is? Isn't that crazy? You, it's a crazy You thought, think right? something, it's not actually... It's in your mind, right? Where it, you know, it's like, and then it transfers into your body. Well, I think, I think, I don't know, Lewis, but I think, you know, we have, have a built-in stress response system, which we needed. Like if yes. we were getting chased by a saber-toothed tiger, well, you know, we need to get on a move. Right. And we need right. to like, 
run. jack up our cortisol and pump our blood sugar up and get our blood pressure mm -hmm. up and then our heart rate up and flood our body with glucose and you know just all this stuff that needs survive, to survive. Yeah, make, it's like you know the story like how someone's you know sees their kid under a car and can lift up a car. Like why can that happen, right? Because we have the system built in to deal with acute stress. And that's a good thing. The problem is we have a society and a life that drives chronic, unmitigated, unrelenting stress. So unless you are very clear about how to discharge that stress, because you can't avoid it, right? But how do you discharge it? How do you not react? And how do you have a different perception of relationship and what's happening to you? Yeah. It's all about perception, right? So I always say stress is the perception of a real or imagined threat to your body. So it could be a real threat to your body, like a tiger chasing you, or it could be an imagined threat your ego, like you think your wife's cheating on you, but she's not. Mm. And you get the same physiology. Or you can have the same input. Let's say you're James Bond, and I put a gun to your head, versus Woody Allen. It's going to be a very different set of responses, sure. right? <laughs> same in input, very different response. So that's the beauty of, mm -hmm. of our minds, is we have the power over our thoughts. You remember um, Viktor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. He said, between stimulus and response, there's a pause. And in that pause lies a choice. And in that choice lies our freedom. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know about Viktor Frankl, he was in Auschwitz, and he was a psychiatrist in Auschwitz, and he chose not to let even the most horrific thing that's almost ever happened to human beings affect his own well-being and happiness and inner life. Yeah. That just blows my mind, right? It's unbelievable. We always have a choice, you know, and, and whether you have stuff or don't have stuff, it's all about our perceptions. So, Mindset and your thoughts are a key part of, of longevity and health. And, and having meaning and purpose. That was the other thing in these cultures. They had so much meaning and purpose. Like, like Carmine had such purpose. He had to go and take care of his sheep and he had to feed his family and he, he wanted to support the other members of the community by giving them food and he fed his animals the extra. And so he, he was, had a meaningful life. And he, he also had a very active mind, was reading books and learning all the time. So you know, that, that extends your life by up to seven years. Wow. Having meaning and purpose. Because mm, mm. you hear the story sometimes of like, you know, someone in their older years, their husband or their wife dies, and then within six months or a year later, they, yeah. they, they die. Or a week later, yeah. Or a week later, right? You hear that story often. All the time. And is that because their meaning has lost or just more they have a broken heart and they don't know how to Both. I mean, I mean there, there actually is a phenomenon of, of, of a broken heart. I had a patient with this once who had this incredible wife. They were deeply in love. They were married for decades and decades. She got breast cancer and died. Mm. And he was relatively healthy. And all of a sudden, he went into heart failure. Come on. Like, boom. And it's in the medical literature. It's literally a broken heart. And it causes actual clinical heart failure, where your heart muscle can't pump the blood around. Now, that's from... What is that from? Is that from thinking yes. and then feeling the heart, you know, the pain yes. in your heart? Yeah. It's the physi physiological phenomena that happen when you have a stress response, the flood of all these stress molecules in your body that damages the heart. And, and we were able to get him better, but it was through energy healing, which sounds kind of wacky and weird, mm -hmm. but it was really through his own, you know, getting back in his body, wow. being touched, being held, being energetically reset. Wow. He was able to reverse the heart failure. It wasn't by taking some fancy drug or getting a heart transplant. So he didn't, he didn't pass away from that. Then. No, he didn't. But some people do. We fixed it. Yeah. But some people do. Right? They, they might isolate themselves even more and then their body just starts to yeah. shut down. Loneliness is the, the biggest killer. Really? Loneliness seems to be a bigger risk factor than smoking or bad food or almost anything else. What happens when we're lonely? Again, it's a stress. Like We're, I, we're, we're social creatures, Lewis. We all are meant to belong. 
Uh, we have a longing to belong, and if you look at it from an evolutionary point of view, you stick a human out in the desert or a forest by himself, yeah, they're not gonna forget last it. long. Forget yeah. it, you know? And so this is not true just of humans, but it's all of creation. And um, E.O. Wilson, who was a Harvard professor, wrote many, many books. He's a very, he just died, but he's a very, very thoughtful guy. And he wrote a book called The Social Conquest of the Earth. And it's about how from ants to humans, we all work together, like right. ant colonies, right? They're right. all working together. And so we have to work together mm. to survive. And that's why altruism is actually a medicine. Mm. Altruism and serving and helping others actually activates healing mechanisms in our body. Isn't that crazy? It activates dopamine in the same way that cocaine or heroin does. Altruism yeah. and serving, giving. Yeah. yeah. It's the best thing to be addicted to. It service. is. It's way better than heroin. Yeah, exactly. I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown of today's show with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me as well as ad-free listening experience, make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel on Apple Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend over on social media or text a friend. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcast and let me know what you learned over on our social media channels at Lewis House. I really love hearing the feedback from you and it helps us continue to make the show better. And if you want more inspiration from our world-class guests and content to learn how to improve the quality of your life, then make sure to sign up for the Greatness Newsletter and get it delivered right to your inbox over at greatness.com newsletter. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.